Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Uh, welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible human with me. And if you guys, you know, when you were younger, you watched those, you know, Walt Disney, you know, movies, this human right here has a little bit of part, a little bit part of Walt Disney. And I have Saul here. So Saul, I'm going to pass you the mic and you're going to do a little intro and then we'll go from there. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your podcast. And I also just want to thank all your listeners. You know, um, there's so many things pulling us in so many directions, so many things vying for our attention, podcasts, books, TikTok, you name it, people. So the fact that all of you have showed up to this episode to amplify your lives, to, to carve out time to learn wisdom and connect with other people is a testament to each one of you for showing up and you should take great pleasure in that. And I'm really just excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I'm really excited to talk about, so let's first talk about your journey with Walt Disney, right? Yeah. Cause that's pretty, pretty inspiring and pretty epic. So kind of what, what made you, you know, want to do animation? What, 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 uh, obviously any kid loves Walt Disney, right? So that kind of probably inspired you to begin with. Yeah. I mean, but for me, look, I grew up, you know, I live in LA today. I live in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. but I didn't grow up here. I grew up in New York in Long Island and um, I was 11 years old. The thing I love to do as a kid, I just love to draw. Mm. I never knew that would be a career or anything. I never thought career. I just love to draw like kids do what they do. And then I'm 11 years old and I see a movie that changes my life. I see the movie E.T. Mm. And when I see that movie, the credits are rolling. I tap my mom and I say, mom, that is what I want to do someday. And I still remember my mom saying, wait, well, you, you want to leave planet earth in a spaceship? And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 I want to make movies. And, you know, like I said, I grew up in New York. I didn't know any filmmakers. I didn't know any creative people. People I knew had jobs that were doctors, lawyers, businesses, teachers. And I always find it interesting that so often I'll meet people and I'll ask them, what's your goal? What do you want to accomplish? What's your dream? And so many times people's dreams are limited on what they see around them Mm. as opposed to what they see inside them. There's a difference. And that's what we have to do in life. We have to figure out what is my passion? What is my ability? What interests me? What excites me? Let me do more of that. And eventually that can turn into a career, you know? So when I see the movie ET, like that's what I wanted to do. Then I get to high school and somebody came up to me in high school one day. They're like, what are you going to do when you get out of high school? I said, well, I'm going to be a filmmaker. They're like, no, you don't want to do that. I go, yeah, I I do. They go, no, you don't. Because if you want to be a filmmaker, you're going to have to move out to Hollywood. And Hollywood is filled with weirdos. (laughs) right?" (laughs) So so they looked at me and said, you don't want to end up a weirdo, do you? And I said, no, I don't want to end up a weirdo. And I'm telling you right then and there, I gave up on my dream. Because Mm. one person told me I would end up a weirdo. And, um, you know, of course, today I do live in Hollywood. And my four kids would tell you daddy is a weirdo. So, so much (laughs) for that. 
But look, at that point in my life, I gave up on my dream. And it's always interesting to think about how so many times in our lives, people come into our lives and they can say something to uplift us, make us Mm -hmm. believe in ourselves. Then there's the flip side. They can say something and make us change the trajectory that we're on, make us doubt ourselves. So I gave up on Hollywood. That wasn't it. My parents are like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'll go back to drawing. So look, you know, I'm very, very lucky. I had very supportive parents. They got me a Mm -hmm. private art teacher to come to the house. She would teach me to draw from life, an amazing teacher. She would always say to me, so drawing is about seeing, Mm -hmm. developing your eye to look at the world a certain way. Amazing. It's about perspective. And so I was drawing all the time and I was going to be an artist. I remember one day she actually sent me to a cafe and she told me to, to draw people in the restaurant. I brought a sketchbook and I'm drawing people at Mother Kelly's Pizza. That was the pizza spot. And I would go right. there and draw. And I remember showing her my drawings the next day. And she's like, I like the drawings, but I noticed on all the drawings of your people, none of them have hands. Hmm. Did, did they not have hands in the restaurant? Like, how were they eating? I'm like, no, 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 they had hands. She goes, why didn't you draw them? I said, well, because you know, drawing hands is difficult. She goes, oh, it's difficult? Great. You know what your homework's going to be? Every night before you go to bed, you're going to draw hands. And in two months, I got really good at drawing hands. And she taught me one of the most valuable lessons in life. And by the way, everyone listening right now, you can forget everything I've said up until right now. Walk away with this mindset. It will change every aspect of your life. It'll change your relationships, marriage, parenting, career, self-growth. All of it changes from one mindset. Here's what it is. Have this singular goal to turn our weakness into our strength. You see, our weaknesses are not something to shy away from. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. I don't do that well. Turn that weakness into our strength. And if we know that weakness, you know what that really is? It's the answer key to growing. And that was an amazing teacher. Well, I was going to be an artist until I saw one more movie that changed my life. Okay, Danielle, let's see how well you know your Disney. Okay. I'm going to hum. I'll hum a song. Okay. Well, actually, I'll just sing the opening and see if you know it. Here we go. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. What is it? <laughs> Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, right. right. Yep. The old one, the classic, right? Not yep. the new one. Because yep. my kids always say that's from the olden days, Dad, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> So I watched The Little Mermaid, and when she's singing the song, Part of Your World, I get goosebumps right now, yeah. she sings that line, what's a fire and why does it, what's the word, burn? When she sings burn, her hands go across her chest, she closes her eyes, mm-hmm. and inside her is this fire. You know what she's really wanting to do? She doesn't want to just get there and meet people. She wants to understand the world around her. Mm-hmm. That's what wisdom is. You see, wisdom comes from experience. She wants to experience the world. And the more that we understand the world around us, the more we get wisdom, the more we understand our place in the world. That's what she wanted. And I remember watching her sing. And I remember thinking like, I have this fire in me. I want to know how I'm going to fit into this thing called life. Mm -hmm. And I was hooked on animation. I tapped my mom at the end of the movie. I'm like, mom, that's what I want to do. My mom says, what, you, you want to fall in love with a fish? I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. Um, I want to be a Disney animator. So there I was, junior in high school, and I knew exactly what my dream was, to be a Disney animator. Um, look, I just had one big problem. I had no idea how to do it. Mm. There was no computer back then. There was no way to find out. Right. So you, my had mom, a, you had a draw. You had, you, well, you you had, well, I didn't even know that. 
I didn't even know what to draw. Right. My mom took me to Disney World, not my older brother, not my twin sister, takes me to Disney World to ask the Disney employees, the cast members, how her son could be a Disney animator. We were getting on the uh, It's a Small World boat ride. We're stepping on the boat. And as we're stepping on the boat, my mom's like, excuse me, my son wants to be a Disney animator. Can you help him? <laughs> the lady's like, ma'am, this is a boat ride. Like, we don't hire. It's very embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> But the lady said, basically, look, if you want your son to work at Disney, he's got to go to the Disney casting building. It was four minutes away from where we were in Disney World. Like, can you imagine how beautiful a Disney office building looks like? It was beautiful. It had the doorknobs that looked like the ones from Alice in Wonderland that talk. Mm -hmm. They were made out of brass. I open up these doors. I walk into this atrium. There's gold statuettes of Mickey, Donald, Pluto, Goofy. Even the air in there was... Like like Disney air, it had a smell like pixie dust was in the Magic, air. Yeah. Magic. Finally, they call me for the interview and they say, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, my name is Saul. I want to be a Disney animator. She goes, well, we don't hire those here. I'm like, well, who do you hire? She goes, well, we hire people that work the rides. You know, people that make the Dumbo ride go up and down. People that make the teacups right. spin around. This is Disney World after all. I'm like, ah, that's not really my dream. She goes, well, hold on a second. She sees I'm discouraged. She walks out, comes back in two minutes later and hands me a piece of paper, which became the most valuable piece of paper I've ever held in my hands. It was a list of eight schools, eight art schools that Disney recruited their artists from. And she said the words to me, if you want to be a Disney animator, you need to go to one of these schools. Boom. That was it. That was the... That was the instructions. That was the recipe. Look, you go to a great restaurant, taste an unbelievable dessert, creme brulee, tiramisu, mm-hmm. whatever you like. You can make it home if you have the recipe. Well, that's what that paper was. And in my head, I saw it like an equation. Saul plus go to one of these schools will equal dream. And that's what we need to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. The first thing we need to have is a goal. A singular goal. What do I want to accomplish? I want to be a better father. I want to be a more patient dad, a better parent. I want to work on controlling my anger. I want to be a better husband, a better spouse. I want to be more successful at my job, whatever the goal is. The next thing we need to find out is what's our flaw to work on to accomplish that and specifically find out the recipe. How do I do it? I need tools. I need steps. Well, that's what really started it, Danielle. That's where I had the clarity of what I wanted to do. And now I knew how to do it. I had to go to one of these art schools. And that's where it began. <laughs> I mean, I want to kind of like digest everything you said. because Yeah, think I that, said a lot there. No, but it was all good. And I think it was also really, really. I gave you three it, years and three minutes. There right? You go. That, that was incredible. <laughs> no, And I think a lot of people that are listening are probably like taking it all in in, in regard to you know, that they can do it too. Right. Yeah. Because I oh, think that sure. there's, there's moments of, I'm sure like when that moment came for you of actually getting a seat at the table, right. Yeah. Yeah. That, what was that like when you were finally there? Well, I mean, I have to say out of, out of the whole journey to get there, there's really two moments I need to share with you before we get to the seat at the table. Mm, mm-hmm. When I got to this one art school in Columbus, Ohio, this is before Pixar existed, before DreamWorks. Everybody who wanted a job in animation was only Disney. And the first week in school, we find out that a guy from the Walt Disney Studios is coming to our school to tell us how to get into Disney. Like, what do we need in our portfolio? And I remember him standing on the stage. He was an old guy. He must have been 60, 70 years old. 
He used to work on the movie Sleeping Beauty in the 50s. He used to hang out with Walt Disney. He stands out on that stage and he looks out to us. And there's five, 600 students there, every freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. He looks out to us and he goes, before we begin, let me ask you guys, how many of you want to be Disney animators? Every hand went up. He said, well, just so you know, out of the 500 of you with your hands up, maybe, just maybe four of you will ever work there. That's how competitive it is. And when he said that, I remember thinking one thing, I wonder who the other three are going to be. Because you know what? In life, we either believe in ourselves that we can accomplish or we don't. And I don't mean what we post on Instagram. I don't mean what we talk to our friends about social media. I mean, deep down, do I really believe in myself that I can accomplish? At that point, I did believe in myself. Then he said, you need a portfolio of drawing humans and animals from life. He said, no cartoon characters, no Mickey Mouse. You want to see life drawn. So that was the recipe of what I needed. Mm-hmm. I end up going to the zoo to draw. I end up going to cafes and just drawing people all around. I remember one day going to the zoo, freezing cold day, freezing. And we get to the zoo. There's like 10 or 12 students. We get right into this cafe the second we walk in because it's freezing. We get hot drinks and stuff. Then me and my buddy Andy go out and we draw elephants. We draw elephants for 45 minutes, walking back and forth, these elephants. It was amazing. Afterwards, we go into the bus. I'm showing Andy what I drew. He's showing me what he drew. I said to one of the other guys, hey, we never saw you guys at the elephants. What animals were you guys drawing? The guy looks to me and he says, none of us ever left the Wendy's, the cafe. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't leave? He goes, well, we couldn't leave. I go, what do you mean you couldn't leave? He goes, well, it was too cold. Couldn't go. Mm. I go, oh, oh, too cold? Wait a minute, I thought your dream was to work at Disney. You got a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt on. Mm. You see, it's easy to dream big, not easy to work big. And I will tell you at that moment, it's the greatest moment. When I heard him say the words, it was too cold, because I knew that I would outwork anyone. Look, we want to be great in life. It's going to be hard. There's going to be pain. Think about it in all life. You look at a couple, a marriage. You think they got a great marriage. Maybe they do. I'll tell you one thing. You know why they have a great marriage? Because they work at it. 100%. 100%. And mm-hmm. anyone that becomes successful at anything in life, no matter what field, any aspect of life, they got to invest themselves. It's going to be difficult. And if we have that mindset that it's going to be difficult and that that is part of the process, then we realize we don't just have to go through pain. We get to grow through pain. That's the tool. That's the recipe for growing. So I work on that portfolio. I send it into Disney and I get rejected. My sophomore year, junior year, Andy and I sent our portfolios in again. This time he gets in. I get rejected second time trying. And then I felt like the biggest failure ever. I'm walking through the halls of the school. People are coming up to me. Saul, what are you doing here? Oh, you didn't make. Oh, okay. Where's Andy? Oh, he got in. You didn't. I felt like a loser. Mm -hmm. And then I came up with the most brilliant way to take that feeling of being a loser away. And this is a great thing for everyone to remember. If there's ever anything you want to accomplish in life and you fail and you feel like a loser, you want to take that feeling away, do what I did. And the feeling goes away in a second. You know what I did? Mm -hmm. I gave up. Mm -hmm. I gave up. I gave up on my dream. See, when I was younger and naive, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a dreamer. I'm going to work at Disney. But then when reality set in, Andy was an awesome artist and I was just average. Who did I think I was to want that? You know, that's for people like this, not people like me. 
all of us see success around us every day. And we think to ourselves, you know what? I want a taste of that until we wake up and we go, you know what? That's not for me. I'm just going to be average. My marriage will be average. My career, average. I'm not going to be a great parent. I'm not going to be a patient dad. No. Why not? Why can't we have it? Why can't we turn our life from good to great? Why can't we turn our life from great to awesome? We can. Well, eventually I was re-inspired after I saw the third movie that changed my life. The movie, Rudy. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. Yes. Is that an amazing movie? Oh, classic. classic. So inspiring, right? So inspiring. And if anyone is listening, hasn't seen that movie, just hit pause right now. We will wait two hours for you. It's going to be an awkward <laughs> silence now for two hours. We're going to give you a moment. <laughs> give you a moment. Go see the movie. By the way, great movie to show your kids. If you're yes. a parent, like I would say like age 11 and up, just great movie. So I watched that movie about a guy who's five feet tall. He doesn't have an ounce of athletic ability and he wants to live his dream of playing football at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You know what the movie poster says for the movie, Rudy? It says, when people tell you dreams don't come true, tell them about Rudy. That movie inspired me. Tears were streaming down my face, and I vowed to never give up again. And I even called Disney the next day. I got this guy on the phone, and I asked him, excuse me, how, how close was I to getting in? He said, Saul, we picked 17 from 3,800 portfolios around the world, and you made it to number 20. What? I had only missed it by three. Do you know how many times in our lives you could be so close to achieving something? Right? We feel we're miles away and all we needed to do is push more. And then I asked them the million dollar question why did I not get in? What was I missing? What was my weakness? And he told me, you got to work on this, you got to work on that. Boom, answer key. I did new drawings, I sent a new portfolio in. And when you wish upon <laughs> us, I got, as you said beautifully, a seat. At the table. Mm -hmm. The first movie I worked on was Pocahontas. Eventually worked on Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan, Tarzan. Over the years became a director, directed uh, Doc McStuffins, Kronk's New Groove, Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures. I just did a Madagascar show I produced for DreamWorks. And um, look, I get to live my dream every day. But I don't want anyone hearing the story to think, oh, this is a guy who was a really talented artist who achieved his dream. That is not what this is. This is an average guy who was probably one of the worst artists at the school when I started. That's a fact. Was definitely not one of the best. But the thing to walk away with and remember, and everybody should take out a piece of paper and pen, write this down, put it over your bed, put it over your desk. Look at it day after day. These are the words that I remind myself. Nobody wakes up great at anything. Nobody wakes up great at anything. Mm -mm. You want to be greatest? My son said to me the other day, I was like, dad, I want to try the sport. I think it's going to be hard. I said, well, that depends how good you want to be at it. You want to be average? Yeah, it'll be pretty easy. You want to be good? It'll take a little bit of work. You want to be great? You're going to have to sweat, dude. You're going to have to fail. How great do you want to be? What kind of lives do we want to live? (laughs) I mean... I mean, it's, this is, this is super powerful. Like I, and I kind of want to ask you about, um, that moment of, cause you're, cause you do, you're not just doing this, right. You're, you're, right. you're, you're, you're you don't just do you, well, work with Disney. You're also, right. you're all, also a public speaker. You have yourself a, a podcast as well, which we'll talk about as well. Yeah. So, you know, for those people that like to do that and maybe are considering pivoting 
or I shouldn't say pivot or like looking to do other things, what can you share with them on like tips to, to encourage them? Right. Because a lot of people are just focused on that one thing. Yeah. Okay. So here, yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I think the thing to remember is, um, it's to focus really on the why. Yep. It's not the what, because here's the thing, the what will change. What I love to do when I was 24 is sit at a desk and draw Pocahontas. That's what I love to do then, but, right. but we grow. Mm-hmm. What happens if you work hard for a dream job and then two years later, you're not happy with it anymore. We're going to change. You're going to evolve. You don't know how you're going to change. So here's the thing that I always remind myself. You know, I think the, the, I think you see it really nicely in the Lion King. In that movie, right? Lion King is about Simba. He wants to be king. He thinks being a king and me can do it. He actually says to Mufasa in the beginning, um, he's like, dad, I can do this and that. And Mufasa, his dad is like, wait, Simba, there's more to being a king than getting your way all the time. Mm -hmm. Simba's like, there's more. Like Simba thinks being a king would be the, I just can't wait to be king. He sings about it. Finally, dad dies. Hopefully I didn't spoil it for anyone, but the movie's 30 years old. So you deserve to have it spoiled if you haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Dad dies and Simba goes off and lives in Hakuna Matata world. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Hakuna mm-hmm. Matata, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what does Hakuna Matata mean? Do you remember what it means? You remember the lyric of the song? It, it means, means no worries. No worries. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you know who wants a life of no worries? Everyone. Nobody wakes up and says, you know what? I wish I had a life of worry. No. We all want the worry-free life. We don't want that. And what does it look like where he lives? It looks like Hawaii. It's lush. It's beautiful. There's flowers, waterfalls, hangs out in a hammock all day, sleeps in the hammock, hangs out in a jacuzzi. That's what we all want. We all want a vacation in Hawaii, Cancun, Tahiti. But towards the end of the movie, do you remember who shows up to see him? Who shows up? You remember? Testing your Disney knowledge. Who finds him out there? Well, Scott Walsh. Well, Scar doesn't come out there. No. Oh, 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 oh. Some of oh, your um, listeners are remembering right now. Oh they're screaming God. at they're, their They're car. yelling at me right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll gosh. give you a clue. It was someone he used to hang out with when he was little in the beginning. Well, oh, my God. I can't, I, can you believe I can't remember? Nala. Right. Okay. Remember uh-huh. the little lioness, Nala? Yeah. But right. But now she's all grown up and she's got the big eyelashes. Yep. And she sees them and they're rolling around. And can you feel the love tonight? Right? The sun is setting. They're actually the scene when they're about to make out. I always cover my kids' eyes. <laughs> and they're like, Dad, they're just lions. I'm like, still inappropriate. You're right. right? Like, not ready for, not ready for <laughs> not that. Not ready for that. <laughs> but she comes up and she's like, Simba, it's so good to see you, but you got to come back with me. He's like, No, no, no. Look where I live. Why would I leave this? I'm in Hawaii, Hakuna Matata. She's like, No, no, no. Maybe I didn't make myself clear. Scar's taken over everything. And if you don't come back, everyone's going to die. Mm-hmm. And you are responsible. Then you know what he says? Hakuna Matata. I'm staying right here. She goes, when are you going to grow up? She actually sings it. She sings, why won't he be the king I know he is? The king I see inside. You know who she's talking to? All of us. Mm-hmm. She's telling all of us, when are we going to be the king, the queen that we're meant to be? When are we going to be that greatness that we're supposed to live for? And you know what she does? She leaves him. He's left alone. Rafiki comes, hits him on the head. He sees his father in the clouds, right? Remember Mm -hmm. who you are. Simba comes back, defeats Scar, and Lion King becomes the biggest animated movie in history, BF. 
before Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) You know why it became the biggest movie? Not because we wake up and we're like, oh, we just love movies about lions. No, because that movie gave us a taste of what true greatness is. You know what it is? One thing, a mindset to take responsibility for the world. You see, if we're waking up right now, we're like, what career do I want? Do I want to pivot from drawing to this or that? The first thing to ask ourselves isn't, what do I want to do to make me happy? You know who thinks like that? Children, teenagers, like, hey, what can I get to make me happy? If you ask 99% of the world, what do you want? You know what they'll tell you? I want to be happy. Don't go for happiness because happiness is usually contingent on outside experiences. Oh, if I get the extra zero in my bank account, I'll be happy. If I meet my dream guy or girl, I'll be happy. Better than a life of happiness, there's something so much sweeter, and that is a life of meaning. A life that's meaningful. What's a meaningful life? One thing, a singular mindset to take my passions and abilities and figure out how to contribute those to society. How do I take care of humanity? How do I affect one more person's life? So, what do we do? We realize that the means are things I enjoy, but the end is I want to make an impact. So if you want to switch careers or go for anything, ask yourself the question, what do I love to do? And how will this help another human being? Because when you do that, you'll push through the difficult times of trying to accomplish something because you know it's important. You're trying to do something important. Let me tell you, I've had so much success and I've had more failure. It's not a cliche. I'm telling you the truth. I have made money, great money, and lost all of it many times. Struggled. My wife and I are married 21 years. We have a great marriage. Translation, we work at it. Right. You know, I try to be a great dad. What does it mean? I fail all the time. <laughs> right? right. But we work at it. But when we got that vision, by the way, you know, you said earlier, I do a lot of things. Okay, I got the podcast. Yep. I travel the world as a speaker. All these things that I do, it's all under the same umbrella of one thing. I just want to impact humanity. I just want to impact another. For me, there's nothing like seeing a light switch go off in someone's mind, in their eye, when you see that they believe in themselves. But the flip side is also true. The greatest tragedy is when people allow others to define how they feel about themselves. Think about that for a second. Don't ever let anyone define how you feel about yourself. To get that self-confidence, to believe in ourselves. So that's basically how how I look at life is like, how do I take those passions and abilities and try to impact another human being, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and I absolutely love that. And I kind of want to talk about now kind of pivot to a different area of your life, which is the podcast, right? Yeah. So first of all, share about like, what made you go get into podcasting? First of all, obviously the (laughs) impact thing. And, but like, what, basically a, uh, like an intro to what the podcast is about. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, the podcast came because so many people came up to me and would write me or Instagram me and say, Hey, when are you doing a podcast? <laughs> right. And COVID really did it. I mean, I had COVID happen. I wasn't traveling and speaking and I'm like, you know what? There's gotta be a way for me to meet, you know, share ideas with my audience and then meet new people. So I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And the podcast is called Life of Awesome. 
Yeah. And the the way that I came up with the name for that is, you know, I always say like, if someone comes up to you and they're like, how you doing? Most people answer, yeah, I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. And people respond, good, right? And the conversation ends right there. But if they come up to you and they go, how's it going? You go, how's it going? Let me tell you how it's going. It's going awesome. <laughs> and they would be like, why, what happened? Did, did you win the lottery? Did, did you just get married last week? Did you get a job promotion? But what if our mindset was like, no, 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 no. I didn't get any of those things. Then how can it be awesome? How can it be awesome? Because I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Because I wake up every day with the clarity of what a gift life is. You know, every time you, I'm a dad, I have four kids. Every time you see one of your children grow in some way, you know, are you a mom? I'm not, no. Mm-mm. Okay. So someday at the right time, if and when you're a mom, you will see what happens to most kids is from 11 months old to a year, they go through the biggest change. What are they able to do usually the year that they couldn't do at 11 months old? They're able to take their first steps. Mm-hmm. They're able to walk. And parents go crazy. They're like, this is amazing. My kids want to take video. They send it to everyone in the family. You almost want to remind those parents, you know, people walking all over the world right now. It's not that impressive. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> no, but you don't get it. My kid, this is my kid. My kid couldn't do this yesterday. Now they're step, they're walking. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing. If a child can grow that much in one year from not walking to walking, That's a reminder to all of us. How can we grow? How can we grow every day? Because every single time you see another human being accomplish anything that they couldn't the day before, that is nothing less than a reminder to us. What are we doing? What are we doing to grow? Because if you meet someone and they're the same five years later than they were, all they did was just get a little more gray hair. They just got a little older. Then why are you alive? All of us have to push ourselves to grow. And I always feel that life can be awesome. Marriage that takes work can be awesome. Waking up every day, life should be awesome every day. How do we do it? It's a mindset. I just heard an interview the other day. I love this. This this married couple, they're married like 30 years, this beautiful couple. The daughter's now dating herself. And she says to her mom, mom, let me ask you, how did you know that dad was the one? How did you know? The mom takes her daughters by the hand, her daughter by the hand. And she says to her daughter, I didn't know your dad was the one. I decided he was the one. Mm. You know what that means? Life is a choice. Awesome is a choice. You have to wake up every day and choose life. Choose life. You know, Winston Churchill had a beautiful quote. He said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Do we want to make a living or do we want to make a life? Do I want to wake up every day and appreciate being alive? Or do I have to wait till I'm on vacation to feel that? Can I only feel that when I'm in Hawaii? No, you can feel it every day. You can feel it in the bitter cold streets of wherever you live. You can enjoy life. It's such a gift. So that's the podcast. The very first guest, by the way, that I ever had on my podcast is the real Rudy Rudiger from the movie Rudy. This remember it's a true story. Yep. Uh-huh. I get the, I got the real Rudy on, and he didn't even know what he was in for when I interviewed him. He didn't know that I was going to tell him, dude, your <laughs> story that. changed yep. my life. He and I are dear friends today, and uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really been really fun. So yeah, that's the podcast. And the one thing that is so important that I ho- hope people take away from is the perspective part, is the mindset part, right? Because a lot of there, 
I'm sure there's people out there that don't, it's work. It's, it's work to get that mindset. It's work to get that perspective of feeling that this life that we have here is worth living. Right. Oh, that's right. I think that's so powerful. And I, and I'm sure that so many people got so much out of what you just shared. And I know as we're going to round out, I do want to ask you this last question. Sure, Anything. So when you look at your family, right. And the business that you built, what is that ultimate legacy that you'd want to leave? Yeah. I love that question. That's the best question you could ever ask me. I think about it every day. Mm. And the reason I think about every day is because I know that like we're all running out of time. Nobody gets more of it. Nobody. Unless you have a DeLorean that goes 88 miles per hour, you ain't getting more time. Even Jeff Bezos can't buy another second. And we're all, we're all losing it. And nobody knows how much time they have left. So we do have to think about that. What is that legacy? You know, for me, I sometimes I look at my name being printed. I'll see it in the credits of a movie. And I'll be like, wow, I remember seeing my first, I remember seeing my name in the first movie I ever worked on Pocahontas. And I waited till the end of the credits and there was my name at the very, 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 very end. They always say the best for last, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and anyone going to the credits to look, I mean, when I say the end, I mean, literally the last frame, you'll see it on there. But I remember like I had tears of joy that my name was in there, all the work that I had put in. Well, now all these years later. Do you think my kids wake up every day and they're like, wow, we're so proud of our dad because he worked on a Disney movie? Not really. Mm. They just want to know, like, did, did my dad show up for me? Like, was he there? What kind of dad was he? You know, my wife and I have all these little things that we do to try to make sure that we're present in this limited time we have being parents. When we pick our kids up from carpool, I'm never, we're never on business calls. Last thing I ever want is for my 10-year-old daughter to get in the car after school and have me go, shh, be quiet. Daddy's on a work call. Mm-hmm. Like, I want her to know when she gets in the car, like, the first thing daddy wants to hear is from her. Mm-hmm. We have to carve out time for our kids, carve out time for ourselves. The legacy that I want my children to remember about me and the people that I got to know in this world and, and learn from and connect with is that I just did everything I could in my power to try to become the best version of myself. I tried to grow. That's it. You know, so many times we get so overwhelmed with the competition of what's out there. So many people around us seemingly are successful. Got to remind ourselves, first of all, there are no two people in the world that are the same. Even twins, identical twins, they may look alike, completely different. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? That means that every single one of us has a unique purpose. No two people have the same purpose in life. You can have two people that want to be Disney animators, two people that want to be doctors, pediatricians, but believe me, they're going to go at it differently. They're Mm -hmm. going to impact different people. They're going to have a very different experience. Two people could be so similar, best friends, go have dinner together. One hates it, one loves it. Why? Because we're different. Two people could both watch the same movie. One loves it, one hates it. One person could be really smart and realize that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player that ever lived. And someone could be really confused and think it's LeBron. Everyone has, (laughs) there's my shameless plug for 23, (laughs) Jordan. No, but like everyone sees the world differently. So what we have to remind ourselves is if each one of us is unique and we are, that means we have a unique purpose, which also means we're not in competition with anyone else, period. 
There is nobody in our way to accomplishing who we're meant to be, who we're meant to become. And if we go through those steps to grow, then our life isn't good. Our life isn't great. We get a life of awesome. (laughs) I love it. I freaking, I, I mean, and I know that you're already living out that legacy and I can't wait to see see what's next for you and see how like your journey of thank you so much growth and trajectory that you're doing you're Um, so sweet thank you of course and i know that my listeners are going to want to reach out to you want to connect with you please i would love that yeah i'm on instagram you know saul s-a-u-l dot blink off you can check me out on instagram um check out my website you'll see everything there all the content you'll see the podcast uh, it's on Apple, Spotify, it's everywhere, but you'll see a lot of the stuff. You can see the speaking and all that stuff. And that's just SaulBlinkoff.com, my full name. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with your audience, listeners. You can DM me. I try to be really good about responding. And um, it's just been just a privilege to meet you, Danielle, seeing what you're doing. By the way, you're the coolest headphones I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like for real. Like they're actually beautiful. Mine look like I'm landing a plane. You look I- like you're... I feel, like, I feel like I needed to upgrade. I had those like beats. So now I yeah, have these. Yeah, yeah. Those are pretty dang cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just want to also thank your listeners. You know, each one of you listening right now, um, I hope that you wake up every day, at least start one day. You know, the first thing you need to think when you wake up is just gratitude to have another day to accomplish personal growth. Because when we grow personally, then we really uplift the world around us. And then we get that life of meaning. So I, I just thank all of you for tuning in and listening to this story and continue to, to write your own book and tell your own stories because the world needs each one of you. The world needs each one of us to, to realize our potential, limitless potential. Limitless. <laughs> yep. Limitless potential. And it, it has truly been an honor to chat with you. And guys, if you love this episode, please, you know, tag the two of us on social. We'll show you back some love. But Saul, thank you again so much. Truly appreciate you. Thank you, Danielle. All the best to you and your listeners. Be well. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.